We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you ready for rapid fire? Let's do it. I'm always ready, baby. So, will Sam Hartman have more touchdown passes than Xavier Watts has interceptions in the next two games? <laughs> this should be an easy one, though, right? Like, this sh- this should be an easy one. First of all, if offenses, are th- if offenses are throwing anywhere near Xavier Watts, they should be fired on the spot. Offensive coordinator, <laughs> you're fired. It's like Benjamin Morrison last year. Done. Get out of there. Hand over your headset. It's over. Last three games, Xavier Watts has five interceptions. Sam Hartman has two touchdown passes. I knew you were going to come with some actual statage on that. And unfortunately, he's got four interceptions as well. You know, I could have gone the negative route with this question. and like, who's going to have more more interceptions? interceptions? But I went with touchdown passes instead. Ouch. So, Yikes. I'll be quick about this one. This is uh redemption. I think you're you're looking at 300 passing yards and three touchdowns out of Sam Hartman. Ooh, say that again. 300 passing yards oh, and three man. touchdowns. See, I can't. I just No way. Not a chance. We'll save the game props here for a minute. I don't see him. No chance. Yeah. No chance that happens. But I do think that cuz it was isn't the question the rest of the season? Right, the next two games, yeah. So next the rest two games, of the regular, not just this regular week. season. Next two games, yeah. Next to the regular. I'm putting season. it out there. He's getting three touchdowns in this next game. Xavier st- Watts isn't sniffing three <laughs> interceptions the rest of the season. I still think Sam gets at least four touchdown passes in the next yeah. couple of games. I think he gets to 22. I think 22 is going to be his number. Watts, like, like as much as he's been a ball magnet, I don't think that he's going to get four more interceptions. In the four, next and two. Two games. four and two. Four and two. Four and two. Okay. Four touchdowns, two picks. Ooh. Meaning Xavier Watts is going to get two picks, not. Sam oh, okay. That's what I was like, dang, you're telling me how many Sam Armin <laughs> picks there's going to be? No, because I can't do that to myself. <laughs> I can't. On the same subject, fill in the blank. It's blank that Xavier Watts is a finalist for the Bronco Nagurski Defensive Player of the Year Award. It's about freaking time. He got a little bit of respect. That's what it is. <laughs> I thank goodness because he has flown so far under the radar. For a guy that's leading the nation in interceptions, it's, it's unbelievable to me. You never hear anybody talking about Xavier Watts. It's a preseason to postseason surprise. If you told anyone at the beginning of the season that Xavier Watts would be a finalist for this award, 
I, I think you would say that there's the potential to do it, but I don't think that anyone thought he would actually follow through and have this sort of season. So I find it to be surprising, but I also agree with you events at the same time. It's, it's well-deserved. It's well-earned. He's obviously one of the best defensive backs in the country. He's finding he, – and the thing is, is, you know, some of his interceptions you might deem, you know, maybe luck or just, you know, tips or you whatever they be might be. you got to be in the right place. you got to be in the right place. But right. also what I'm getting at is there's also a lot of skill-based interceptions. I think that a lot of his interceptions come from just being a good defensive back. He's not just – they're not just little, you know, little little gifts falling out of the sky. He's he's doing his part of making these plays. Look, we've all been around sports long enough. Preparation breeds luck. Like you can yeah. call it luck, whatever. But if you're prepared and you're ready to go, you're in the right place. Ball's going to find you sometimes, and he's been exceptional along those lines. And you know, like my my answer was kind of along the lines of what Jesse's saying. Like, remember, just like. A little more than a year ago, this guy was like, what is he? Is he a receiver? Is he a defensive back? What exactly sure. is this guy? And now he's one of the best defensive players in the country. He's leading the nation with seven interceptions, which is nuts because like we wouldn't have even like at the beginning of the season, you'd say, oh, if, if Xavier Watts gets a couple of interceptions, great. You know, Benjamin Morrison coming off the year that he had last year, you wouldn't have even said Watts is the best going was going to be the best defensive player on his own team you would have went with Morrison on that now here's here's Watts potentially the best defensive player in the nation well deserved like unassuming love it you know low-key guy awesome awesome year that he's had and hopefully that continues we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Notre Dame has just two games left in the regular season, and this weekend is the home finale against Wake Forest. If you're looking for last-minute tickets to either game or to your favorite concert or comedy club, Game Time is the place for you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. 
Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. So, fill in the blank again. Irish left tackle Joe Alt is a finalist for the Lombardi Award, which goes to the nation's top lineman. It's blank that Georgia tight end Brock Bowers is also a finalist for the award. So, Irish left tackle Joe Alt being a finalist for the Lombardi Award is expected. And I hate the word expected because really you should not have – I mean, you should have expectations, but like it's not, I feel like it's never fair for some of this stuff to be like, we expect you to get this award. And if you don't, like it's, you know, this big, huge, massive deal. But it's definitely more expected in comparison to what we've seen with Xavier Watts. Everyone knew preseason that Joe Alt was a potential top five draft pick, definitely a top 10 draft pick. He's definitely probably it, the top offensive lineman, if not, you know, you could say second best lineman, whatever it might be. But I don't think that Brock Bowers deserves to be a finalist for this award at the end of the day for two reasons. One, Brock Bowers see if you is, hit it <laughs> is not even a tight end. He's a wide receiver that just plays the tight end position. And two, tight end is not an offensive line or defensive line position. You you have far less responsibilities than a traditional lineman. And so the fact that he's not even a true lineman and that tight ends, in my opinion, shouldn't even be considered for the award. Like that's a double whammy for Brock Bowers, and that's just not even that's not biasy hate. That's not what that's just my personal opinion on a tight end getting a lineman award. I don't know why you're apologizing. <laughs> yeah, don't apologize for the right opinion. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with that. Look, tight ends aren't offensive linemen. Period. End period. of discussion. They're just not. And Brock Bowers is even less of a tight end right. than normal tight ends right. because he's never attached. He's never, never attached. attached. So he's not blocking like an offensive tackle is. He's just not. And so Vince, what, when's the last time you saw a, a, a jet sweep go to a tight end in the NFL? Like a true jet you. sweep. Exactly. Thank you. Or to a left tackle. Like, That's what I mean. <laughs> like you, he should be judged for this particular. So let, let's just say that tight end should be involved in this award then he should be judged on the same criteria as to what makes a good left tackle as to what makes this good tight end. I want to see him blocking on the perimeter against a 6'5", 270 defensive end who's trying to make us, you know, move around him. He's not going to do that because you're not putting him in that position. Right. And that's dumb enough that they combine offensive and defensive linemen for this award. You know, like when – when Oliver a few years back won won the won the award, remember, and um, Quentin Nelson, you know, who was also up for it, who was obviously the best offensive lineman in the nation, didn't get anything that year because a defensive lineman won it. Now you're going to throw tight ends into the mix as well. How I, I, it's it's like, stupid! It is baffling. It is baffling that a tight they end ends award. up in this mix. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, there's already the nation's they have a John best Mackey tight award. End. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like. I, and I don't know, me. maybe there is a, a, you know, the best tackle award. I think there is one for interior alignment. So maybe there is for tackles as well. But at the end of the day, tight ends are not linemen. You're not, you're a hybrid of the two. 
if so Bowers wins this, which he probably will, it's just yeah, because so, they love him. They total love sham. Total sham. That's How do you terrible. find a way to give this guy another award? Yeah, right. Exactly terrible. Right. So Rocco Spindler is out for the year with an MCL knee injury. Billy Shrouth will start at right guard. Ashton Craig looking like he's going to start at center because Zeke Carell is in concussion protocol. Scale of one to ten. What's your confidence in the offense, Irish offensive line in this game against Wake Forest? All right, I'll go. Stunned I'll and speechless. Say, yeah, I was I was waiting for Jess to go. That's okay. Um, I'll say like a six and a half. Like I think that's where I'm at. The offensive line just hasn't played great the last few games. They just haven't. And now you're gonna insert two new guys into the mix. I just you know, offensive line is all about chemistry and, you know, working together and all of these. And you're going to you're going to add two brand new guys who are right next to each other as well, which I think is also part of it. And so it's going to be rough at times. Now, I don't think Wake Forest or they're not world beaters, obviously, but they've got a couple kids that can play the game and play the game at a high level. And so, you know, I, my confidence level is somewhat low, but. It's only because of the way the offensive line has played for the entirety of the year. And now you're adding two new guys to the mix. I, I just, that's just a recipe for a mediocre day. I put this at a five out of 10. It's a toss up. I think it either goes one way or the other. It's either going to be, you know, they did, they did enough. I don't think it's going to be excellent. I don't think it's going to be poor, but I think you're going to find a way to lean towards one way or the other. And it's a toss up for me because look at the two games where they had to shuffle alignment. Louisville, they were horrible. Clemson, they were, you know, really bad in the second half. I Again, Sam Hartman had a pressure rate of like 62% in that game. There was a lot of continuous pressure on Sam Hartman. And so, you know, I don't think that this line is going to be, you know, the Wake Forest's defensive line is not going to be as good or as talented as Louisville's or Clemson's for sure. But, I again, with, with the discontinuity and based off of prior samples of seeing guys kind of inserted, I don't have a ton of confidence until they, until – they start playing. So I got to go with the five out of 10. I'm at least curious to see the physicality that maybe these sure. guys can provide, but that's, you know, the question is what's my confidence, not my curiosity. Right. So, <laughs> you know, my confidence is, is right along the lines of what you guys were talking about. I'll just play it in the middle and go five and a half. But like <laughs> I, I am, I am, you know, the interior has been one of the bigger issues. So, you know, are they going to get more push up the middle? with these guys. I will be curious because as you said, like Wake Forest and Stanford next week, if you know, if the same guys end up playing, it's a lot different than Clemson. At least Clemson had legitimate guys up front, you know, who could, who could cause oh, yeah. some of that. But um, yeah, so my confidence is right there in the five and a half range. And really it's, it's amazing to me. Cause like when you look at, at metrics, like sacks allowed, they don't allow a lot of tackles for loss. But, you know, like when you look at deeper actual metrics, pressure rates, all that kind of stuff, there, there's a lot of pressure. But I think Sam Hartman has actually helped to some extent getting rid of the ball, you know, even though obviously he's thrown more interceptions lately as well. Most of them are on him. But like the fact that they're up for the Joe Moore Award, I guess, is what I'm leading to. I don't Oof. even know if I said that. Like, like it's amazing that they're up for that award when yeah. you look at the actual performance that they've got. Time more out. surprising. The Joe Moore Award or Maris and the Buttkiss Award? Oh, it's Maris and the Buttkiss Award by <laughs> leaps and bounds. By leaps and bounds. But Both. it's a legit question. I would, no, I would go Maris, though, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I was I was shocked by both. 
if I'm being honest, right? <laughs> I was absolutely shocked by both because this is not a traditional Notre Dame offensive line. It's just not. It's not the standard that you're used to. No, it's no. not. Maybe they're good compared to maybe some other offensive right. lines, but I've just. We know. We've I seen it year impressed. in and year out. And I will also say this, okay, in case, you know, uh, Ashton's mom is listening or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I think I think Ashton Craig and Billy Shroud are the future of this offensive line. And I think yeah. they're going to be really, really good players. It's just a tough ask to come in in game 11, yeah. you know, with an established also group. Also, a big and, opportunity, and the, starting five, the, the starting five has started all 10 games Correct. so far. This is going to be the first different offensive line that takes the field at right. the start of the game, even That's though they've tough. mixed some of these guys in a little bit. You're exactly right, because what's what's supposed to be, you know, one of the keys to playing offensive line, the, the cohesiveness, all five guys Correct. being able to play together. And, you know, you talk about the center and making the calls and all that kind of stuff. It's it's tough. I guess at least Craig has had some some extra time to kind of prepare for this. But, you know, and the Christophic is healthy now as well. And I, I wonder, you know, like, does he end up kind of mixing in to this group as well, the way they've done things? Is he is he reportedly healthy? According to Freeman on Thursday, okay. he is. Freeman okay. was saying a high ankle sprain, you know, because he got injured right, right away in that Clemson game. But on, on Thursday – uh, Marcus Freeman said that uh, it was just Zeke Carell and concussion protocol. Interesting. Was like the only one, he was, he's the only guy, you know, with any, any issues going into well, this game that everybody else was, was clear. Not to go down the rabbit hole, but a high ankle sprain. That's a tough ask, you know, coming back this quickly. I know. Number one. Usually you yeah. can't walk still. Right. And, and number two, I always found it interesting. Like I felt, when when they brought in Kristoffic in its center, you know, when, when Carell went down, I just felt like they were trying to do a solid for a fifth year guy. Still think Ashton Craig is a better center. And so I I I'm interested to see kind of what that dynamic because maybe Kristoffic isn't hundred percent. And it's like, well, you know, if, if all things were even, you know, maybe we go with Kristoffic because he's the fifth year guy or whatever. But we're gonna go with Ashton Craig here because he's probably not a hundred percent. Bill Parcells in Dallas probably hastened the end of Julius Jones's career because Julius, and, and this is from a Dallas Cowboys guy, you know, like who's been there for a long time that I talked to about this. Um, Julius had a high ankle sprain, but this was kind of before like guys really knew what high ankle sprain meant. And Bill Parcells, you know, being an old school Bill Parcells, was like, ah, ankle sprain, get out there, wrap it up, go. You know, it's like, and like that did Julius no favors. Yeah. When it was well, all I mean, look at, look at yeah. Joe Burrow last night. He obviously had a, a pre existing wrist thing and it took just one tweak and now he's out for the season. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's right. Should Notre Dame ever wear all white uniforms again? I know you guys talked about this earlier this week, but I'm I'm curious. Like, do you oh, want me to just baby. go ahead? Why why don't you give your opinion? Because yesterday or on Thursday, he and I talked about it, so people know what our opinion is. I I like the look, you Same. know, and I kind of agree with what you guys were saying. Like, it really is kind of better on a turf field because then you don't get the grass stains kind of mucking it up, and it stays yeah, like that's really the icy, good part. icy sharp looking. <laughs> But, uh, you know, Those I like it. Stains. I do hope they wear it more. I know what happens, you know, when they roll out a new uniform <laughs> look and, and you so lose. Stupid. Nobody ever wants to see him again, you know, even though people still, you know, like shoot down the green and all that kind of stuff. They've had a lot more success in the green in recent years, obviously with the exception of this year. Ohio but that's State, also the first sure. time they've worn the all green. But I like I like the white look. I, I, I like, 
you know, alternate uniforms every now and then where you can still kind of keep it classic looking. And I think that is, it's a really good look. I was shocked that they did it against yeah. Clemson, but I would like to see it again. I would definitely like to see more of it. I'm a big fan of the white on white. Um, and like Vince and I talked about, I think you can just do like a little, little things here and there to accent it, like put a green shamrock on the hip, on the pants, or like maybe a green shamrock also on the shoulders as well. And maybe a green stripe going down the side of the pants. Like there's just a little bit, I think you can do, um, but I don't think they will. I think that's another name. They stay in the simplicity of things, right? Like look at the rest of their uniforms, not a whole lot going on, very traditionalist. So I don't mind them. Um, and I think that they were really cool. And I, I was excited. I wish that it wouldn't even gotten leaked until they we saw them running out on the field. But unfortunately, things well, always get leaked. Social media age. There's nothing you well, can do. Well, I mean, Notre Dame's <laughs> the one that put it out. Like they 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 took a picture of a lot of Sam Hartman's locker and like put it out. So I mean they yeah, leaked it themselves. Because exactly. I didn't hear about it until that actually occurred, to be honest. Um I, I didn't like it. I friggin' loved it. Like I <laughs> love the white on white, man. I am so on board. I hope they continue it. Just I throw some it green numbers on there. That would like yeah, top a little it off. Bit. Little green accent. Jesse, I agree about that. I think a little green accent would be awesome. I I think it was fantastic. I wouldn't mind seeing them whip out the green. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the white pants at home every now and again. And mm-hmm. and the whole the whole oh when they wear this they they lose. Well, then they better not wear blue and gold at home because <laughs> they've lost in those more times than they lost in green. Like exactly. that's the dumbest argument I've ever heard. That's that's yeah. I mean that that's that's a great point. You wear a base uniform. You win some. You lose some right. in the base uniform. So what? So you're just supposed dumb. to just scrap that combination and go to something yeah. else because you lose a game. Watch Let me ask you this. Go ahead. <laughs> we Vince and I talked about this. Don't do you feel like if you're going to go monochromatic, white is the only instance where you should go monochromatic? I didn't mind the green as much as some people, but I do like. I, I do think all white is the best monochromatic yes. that you can find. I yes. generally don't like the you know dark colored, especially I would never like to see them wear blue. But like I mean, for instance, it wore freaking pinstripes in a game once. So yeah. it's like I, I won't put it past them to do anything at this point. For instance, Vince, like the, the Cubs city edition jerseys, the dark blue tops and the dark blue bottoms, like oh did not no. like, did not I love I, the top, but it's like you gotta do something else with the I, bottom. I, I I am generally not a fan of dark baseball pants, and I know we're right. we're, we're verging away here. Um, but I will say this: I was five seconds away from placing an order for navy blue and navy blue and gold <laughs> pinstripes uh, for my Riley baseball team, mm. and then I got the job at Penn, and so that order never went through. <laughs> Uh, but I was I was a stone's throw away, man. I had it all figured out. I, I thought it looked pretty good, but I am generally not a fan of the darker colored pants. And I I do not. I the green on green was fine. Same. I think it would have looked a heck of a lot better with white pants. Though. Yeah, I agree. That I agree with. That would have looked really good. Yeah, actually, white pants with green stripe down the side. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that would have been sick. That would have yep. been fantastic. I would have. Code. All right, some game props. Notre Dame minus 24 and a half in this game. You guys like them covering? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Big spread, going to keep it short. Defense is going to not allow a lot of points. Offense is going to find a way to get some points like they did against Pitt. I think they cover. It's a big number. Uh, 24 and a half is a big number. I think that uh, they should cover. I think they will score some points. I think defense is going to uh, show us what they're made of. So I'll say that they cover. They should cover. Uh, but if I if I'm not if I'm I'm not lying, I, I would not be surprised if they didn't. But they should. I know. They should yeah, that's, cover. That's the thing. It's like I I at least feel better about this game because I just don't see Wake Forest offense being able <laughs> to contribute. Right. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. So like Notre Dame should be able to score at least 25 points by themselves, <laughs> you know, really yes. they should be able to get to 30, 28 pretty Absolutely. easily four touchdowns against Wake Forest. And I don't see Wake being able to contribute that much. The game over under is 46 and a half. Notre Dame's over under is 35 and a half. Wake's over under is 10 and a half. Like, do you guys like any of those numbers? The I like Notre Dame's over and Wake Forest is under. It's going to give a, a peek into my my score prediction coming up. Wow. But I like. Wake I agree Forest with that, under. actually. I, I completely agree. I've got Notre Dame over. I've got Wake Forest under. And I've got the game total just a little bit over as well, 46 and a half. Hmm. I got game total I, I have as the under, though. I, I think oh, that okay. Notre Dame's going to have to do like 95% of pulling the weight here in terms of <laughs> the team over. Or well, that I completely over. agree with, but I've still yeah. got the game total going, going I, over. I believe – I'm going to have to look up my game, my my score prediction. <laughs> this um, is the, the best game of the week. Vince, what I did I predict two days ago? What was my prediction again? Because they asked us <laughs> to do it so far in advance, and I've suspended <laughs> so many kids since then. Um, so – I believe, if I remember correctly, I believe my my total game is over the 46 and a half. And I, I feel fairly confident about that. And as far as Notre Dame is concerned, I believe I have them under, but I have and I have Wake over, believe it or not. Ooh, so, it took whoa, me like 15 whoa. minutes to find the email that I sent to Brian. With our <laughs> to, I know, right? Remember the, the score. Because I, I always remember I like it. what ballpark I was in, but I, you know, obviously. Want to know the exact number? Found it. <laughs> okay, I was right. It was under for Notre Dame, over for Wake Forest, and I. But again, I would not be surprised if they were under ten and a half. It, it's going to be really hard for them to score points in this game. It just yeah. is. Yep. Hartman's passing yards over under two hundred forty-two and a half yards, two and a half touchdown passes. Well, we know Jesse's well, going over on the yard. Yeah, baby, three hundred and three touchdowns. Give me the over on both. <sighs> Man, I just. You know, he's, I'm under on both. I'm under on both. I no, just Notre Dame scored over 50 points in the last for game one. where they scored a bunch of points and he didn't yeah. throw for any touchdowns. I know. Okay. Like, how did that happen? That's the one thing I needed in my parlay, and it didn't happen. Okay. Yeah. So like where are the passes going if he's gonna get over 242? And, and here's the other thing. <laughs> if, they're, if they're <laughs> If they are successful running the football, the yak that's, yards. What they're that's what they're going to do. Yeah, They're going to run the football. I'm taking under on both, too. Yeah, I just don't see it. I think I'll have two touchdown passes, but, I mean, I've been saying that for a month now. So, <laughs> Seriously, taking the alternate. Chris Tyree's over under is 46 and a half. They've increased that a little yeah. bit because it was always, always in the take, 30s. Always okay. going to take the over, though. I, 
It's a little high for me, to be honest with you. They're not giving him the ball enough. Maybe the the self scouting that they did and the in that's the, what um, I mean. Maybe that bi-week. changes this week. I'll I'll take the over just because I love Chris Tyree. <laughs> I'm gonna go over because that's that's the play. Like if they have figured anything out, Chris Tyree has to get over 46 right. and a half yards. But I guess we'll find out. Rico Flores, interestingly, made it this week. The uh, latest second receiver to show up in Vegas, 29 and a half yards for Rico. So I've got to go under on this one personally. I haven't been impressed with anything that Rico or Jaden has been able to do. Teams have been able to shut them down now that they are part of the game plan because in the past, they're not part of the game plan. And yeah. so the teams were, you know, they were scored, they were catching the ball and they were doing all that. Now they're starters. And whether you like it or not, and I don't, but they're starting. They're part of the game plan. I'm taking the under as well. Give me the over. Ooh. It's going to When you got Sam 300. 300. Yeah. Give me the over. He's throwing it somewhere. Just can't Listen, do he's it. only missed in, in games where he was a true starter. He's only missed this mark four out of like nine times. So he's still on the, the positive side of it. And he's I think started, Sam he started nine games. Oh. I don't think he started nine, has he? No. Okay, eight. So four of eight. He's a 50-50 shot really? on this. He started wow. eight games? That's crazy to me. All right. Interesting. I'm not saying okay. I don't believe you. It just surprises me. Audric Estime, hmm. 96 and a half rushing yards. <laughs> Boop! Over. Take the over on this one as well. They're He's done it just about right. every game. This could be his last home game. Correct. We Definitely. obviously don't know. I would say, like, if I had to wager on that, I would say – it is going to be because he's a junior and, you know, the wear rock. and tear on running backs. And that's right. Go get His your money. stock is at the highest right now. I think, I think that, uh, you know, even though like it was looking like he was well on his way to it <laughs> two weeks ago and it still didn't happen, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go over. I'm going to say Audric hits the century mark. I was going to say he's 22 away. So. Yep. All right. It's time to make a prediction. What do you guys have? I will take the lead on this one, Vince. Do it. Sam Hartman is going to come out. They're going to throw the ball. The offense is going to look better. We're going to get these playmakers the ball a little bit. Chris Tyree is going to have some catches. Rico Flores is going to have some catches. catches. I think you're going to see the emergence of Jaden Greathouse again. Some more catches. Yeah. more catches. I think you're going to have Audra Gaston maybe the punisher as usual. That, that consistency of 80 to 110 yards. Definitely a touchdown in there mixed in. I have a 41 to 3 victory in Notre Dame. Man. Yeah, 41 to 3. And the defense obviously is going to do its thing if they're only giving up three points. Well, granted. Granted. Um, okay, so I'm a little bit different. And, and I think I, I almost want to walk back how much I've got um, <laughs> Wake Forest scoring, but I'm a little low on Notre Dame's end because I just don't have a whole lot of faith. Like, I. I are they capable of scoring a bunch of points in this faith, game? Man. Absolutely, they're capable. They've let me down enough times where I'm just not willing to get on the horse and ride it into the 40s. Like, I'm just not there. And so, I you think say 50 that, burger? No, I'm saying 31. I'm oh. saying Notre Dame scores oh. 31. I just, I again, would I be surprised if they put up a 50 burger? No, I wouldn't because I think they can. I absolutely think they can. But I'm supposed to predict the score. 
And so I think they, they get 31. So that's four touchdowns and a field goal. I've got Wake Forest at 17, which I, like I said, I think that might be a little high, but I also think that there's going to be some opportunity for a lot of twos to get in, in this game. And so maybe they give up a garbage touchdown. Maybe they, you know, Wake Forest keeps the ones in, they score on the twos, like that kind of a situation. So 31-17 Notre Dame. Notre Dame's twos are better than Wake Forest zeros. So I've got Notre Dame 38 <laughs> to 10. And, you know, again, first time starting quarterback, guy who's played in a handful of games over the last five years against Notre Dame's defense. I think Notre Dame's defense is going to be a big part of this. It's not going to be all on the offense to make these points happen. I do think Sam Hartman is going to have at least a decent day. I don't think he's going to have a great day. I think it's going to be an underestimate kind of day. But I do believe that, you know, I've been saying for two seasons now, get Chris Tyree the football. Yep. And I think that I think that uh, you know, again, I'm just I'm 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 assuming that they're going to come to some kind of senses and they're going to get Chris Tyree the football. And Chris Tyree is going to have a nice day. And 38 to 10 is my prediction. I like it. I like it. Kind of in between you guys. You're taking a, a touchdown away from Wake Forest and you're giving it to Notre Dame. That's the only difference right. between you and me. It's the only yeah. difference. That's right. That's right. We're it's all the all same. Good. I'm on all board. Right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this one. Notre Dame and Wake Forest. Enjoy the game. And, of course, we will talk to you next week. It'll be a little bit of a short week next week. I can't believe Thanksgiving is almost here. Like we started oh. the show talking about how fast this season has gone. We are on the verge of Thanksgiving right now. Hey, everybody on the board, it's my wife's birthday next week. I need ideas. Hit me with some Ooh, ideas. Boy. Okay, you can DM me or whatever on Twitter. You Candlesticks can make a nice gift. on the board. Well, that's what they say in Bull Durham. <laughs> uh, I, I, need, I need ideas, fellas. I need ideas. Help me. Help me. Help me. Cast a place setting at this point. So. Uh, place settings are the devil. She like uh, pedicures, manicures, any yeah, of that Yeah, kind of I mean that's always the that's a kind of massage? a go-to. Massage? Done those, yeah, those are kind of a go-to. It's hard to buy for a woman that you get creative in. Like don't make her a coupon. Man. Don't do like the no. homemade coupon, and I'll yeah. do you know like no, 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 no. That was like when we were dating. Manny Petty, you know, yeah. facial massage. Why don't you make a nice homemade dinner? And if like doing the dishes would be like that's that's where we're at. Like that would be huge for her if I did that. <laughs> you could do that every day. Come on, I, I could. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm guessing the excuse is, honey. By the time I get home, you've already done the dishes. You know what am I gonna do? Amazing what happens. Good. Well, they usually sit overnight, and then I'm gone to work. That's it. All right, we will talk to you <laughs> next week on Ivy Nation Sports Talk.